Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. We spent yesterday talking about the promises of God, and we didn't get anywhere near finished with all the promises <laughs> of God. I guess maybe you could say the whole Bible is the promise of God. It is. But we're looking at individual promises. And so we looked yesterday, I talked about my favorite one and 1A being, um, I will never leave you nor forsake you as my my favorite because that applies to every situation that we might find ourselves in no matter what is happening and then the lord is my shepherd i shall not want which also i think goes to every situation that we find ourselves in so no matter where i am god is with me and he's going to provide whatever it is peace strength courage hope joy uh, finances whatever it will be god will supply whatever i need and on top of that, he is our great treasure, and he will always be with me. I will never, ever be alone. And so we talked about those. You talked about some of your favorites. One of the ones I want to talk about today that I don't think people often think of as a promise is found in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. We've been translated. Giving thanks <laughs> unto the Father, which has made us meet us meet to be partakers of the inheritances of the saint. Verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That's where that, we are now. That is a promise that we have that we can stand on. And I like the past tense has translated us into the kingdom now, of his see, son. Now see, and Richard, now this is the scripture, and here's some revelation now. This is why I'm always getting on, I'm going to call them what the Bible calls them, carnal Christians, who they have faith in the world system, yet they don't have a revelation of this. He says he translated you out of the kingdom of darkness. Remember, we're in this world, but not of this world. Now you're in the kingdom of the, the God, the kingdom of of the son of his love, his dear son. You're in Jesus's kingdom now. So now our job from that point is to rep, we're called ambassadors. So we're to represent that kingdom. And, and our, our bodies are, are an embassy now for the kingdom of God. Remember, greater is he that's in you, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. We take Jesus wherever we go, go and make disciples of all nations. That's who we are. That's why he says, he who has friendship with the world is intimate against God. You have to now get a revelation of, 
they're not your source. I was thinking about that this morning, and I'm not trying to get political, but a lot of Christians believe their particular political party has a monopoly on Jesus, has a monopoly on the kingdom. No. Again, in Jesus. And that's both sides, too. Well, I, I said, yeah, I, I said both sides. Democrats to think. Right, that, I know them too. Republicans are evil people because they don't want to do this. Right, 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 right. And I know Republicans who think Democrats are evil people well, because they want to well, do that. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say this too because the first apostles and disciples, they thought the same thing, that Jesus was coming to overthrow the Roman Empire who were occupying Israel. They were under Roman occupation at the time. They thought that same thing too. And it was like Jesus coming to set up and they were bucking for positions. In the, in the cabinet. <laughs> yeah, right. They were working for business in the administration in the cabinet. And Jesus was like, no, this new kingdom I'm setting up, it's going to be inside of you. The kingdom of God is inside you. He said, that's why he said, that's where you're at now. That's the promise. So now you should get a greater revelation. Oh, I'm in this world, but not of the world. So now I don't choose sides. I'm not here to take sides. We as Christians, we're not here to take political sides. We're here to take over for the king of kings and the lord of lords we're here to advance the kingdom of god and that's part of those precious promises he said he's given us wherever the sole of your feet tread upon i've given it to you i want you to go out and make be fishers of men make disciples of people tell them about this new system this system does not build on corruption it, scripture says we're born again not of corruptible seed but incorruptible by the word of God. Uh-oh, the word of God equates to the promises of God. That's what we've been born to get with incorruptible seed. This world system is, is corrupt. It's based on corruption. The thing is falling down, and we got Christians and out we here. we see it all around. We got Christians out here relying on it. And they'll, they'll fight over their political party. And I'm like, you guys, you need to be in a good Bible-based church and get some revelation. Stop meditating on the news and meditate on the word. Uh-oh, the word equates to the promises. We always talk about on this show how they're meditating on the news. CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC. No, you probably want to meditate on the New Testament, <laughs> the New King James. The gospel is called the good news. And again, that shows me where they are spiritually. Right, where am I going to spend my time? Right. You in, he's given us the seed and great and precious promises. So no matter what's going on in the White House or the outhouse, I'm in the kingdom. I'm in the household of God, and the scripture says my citizenship is now in heaven. That's, that's, my, that's the one I should have a major allegiance for, right. the kingdom of God, because that's the one I'm commanded to go advance. See, and we've been translated into that kingdom. That's where we are. That We're in there now. It that ain't you're going to go to heaven. You're, heaven's in you now. Right. Remember, they said, show us what's going to happen. You say, no, you ain't going to say, look here, look there. It, it's inside of you. See, and then the next verse after the one we just read, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. That is a promise, too. You clean as a whistle, Richard. Once <laughs> nobody, you, get, once you come in the God. kingdom, you clean. You, you can't know, come in the kingdom you go back dirty. You Romans chapter 8. If, if God is for me, who can be against me? If God yeah. is for me, who can bring a charge mm -hmm. against me? I was telling somebody the other day, when you read that verse, really basically what God is saying is, He's the judge. Jesus is the defense attorney. Who can bring a charge against me? They both found right, right. I've been, I was innocent by the blood. I plead the blood. I've been, I've been found innocent. Yes, Who can bring a charge against me when the judge and the pro and the defense attorney have already said you're not guilty? They already pleaded my case back there on Calvary, and so uh, and I just guilty. received it. Right. I got a not guilty verdict back on Calvary, and that's why the scripture says there's another promise. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. 
making intercessions for us. That is a promise. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think of, oh, promise, I think of that problem is. every day, man. That's a good promise. Yeah, he's at the right hand of the Father on high, interceding for the saints. But just think about that. In whom, Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. I, Past, present, and future. Right. My sins are not being held against me. Past, They've present, or future. Washed away. <laughs> Past, present, and future. He says, over in Colossians, if you read on, he says he's taken them all and nailed them to the cross. They're gone. Ooh, they've been and nailed to the cross. as far as the east is from the west, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you'll remember them no more. Yeah, he nailed them to the and cross. And they're completely gone. Yep, and that's the good news. You see, and that's what we got to meditate on, those promises, which is, that's the good news. And that's what God see, wants you to meditate on. that goes back to what we were talking on. just earlier about the news. Because you watch the news and there's no hope for the world. It's all bad. It's all rotten. It's, there's nothing good can come of it. And then we read the good news of Christ and we realize, you know what? He is with me. He's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. He'll supply all my needs. I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. What do I need to worry about? Why am I worrying about what's going on somewhere else? Why am I worrying about the fact I can't find a job? Why am I worrying about all these things when the promises of God? Now, somebody just heard that and said, well, of course I got to worry if I don't have a job. Of course, that's something that you got to worry about all the time. But yet Jesus said, do not worry. He didn't Mm -hmm. say, do not worry unless you don't have a job. He did not say, do not worry unless there's war going on somewhere in the world. He didn't say, do not worry unless anything. He merely said, do not worry, Mm -hmm. but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Oh, the one you've been translated into? There you go. So I need to learn learn that... uh... I need to learn about that new place I'm in now. Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That God will supply all my needs. Going back to once again to this yeah but. Yeah but I don't have a job. Yeah but I can't find a job. Yeah but the cupboards are a little empty. Yeah but whatever. God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Is it a promise that I believe or is it a promise that I don't? Well, you, it, it will be to your benefit to believe it, receive it, and I like to say achieve it because that's what's going to happen. And, and here's the thing about this kingdom of God we've been translated into. It operates by faith. <laughs> yeah, it operates Without by faith, faith. You cannot please God. You can't even get you in it. Know right. God. You can't even get in the kingdom without faith because you got to put faith in Jesus right. Christ. Well, that's what he means by without faith, yeah. you cannot know God. Right. So that kingdom operates by faith. And faith, I like to say, is a two sided corn. It's having the knowledge of it and acting on what you believe. It's knowing it. Okay, because faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Now I got to act on it. And I can act on it by my speech. I can. That's how you get born again. You believe in your heart and you declare with your mouth, God sent Jesus. He died and he raised him from the dead. You got to, words have power. And it says, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. So I got to use words. And the scripture says, oh, we call things that be not as though they were. And speaking of words or promises, while we're in Colossians, look what Colossians 3 says. Uh, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly or i'm gonna i'm gonna translate it let the promises of god or the promises of christ 
dwell in you richly in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's in uh, Colossians, I believe it's Colossians 3. But yeah, you got to let the word of Christ. Uh, verse, verse 16. 16, yeah. Let, let the, the word, word of Christ. Or the promises of God or the promises of Christ dwell in you richly. That sounds like hide his word in your heart. You got to put the promises in you and you can't let the devil steal them. Now, the devil going to work through people. He worked through your family members to try to steal those promises. But you got to hold fast to the promises. You got to be even movable when it comes to the promises because that's how the kingdom operates. Well, see, he'll work through your own sinful nature. Oh, yeah, he'll work through you. He, he likes to influence your thoughts and tell you that ain't real. Because remember, he wants, to steal the, he wants to steal the promises. God doesn't love you or else you'd know in the last that job. Oh, man. God doesn't love you or else see, this And a lot of happen. people... They let Satan work them over like that because they haven't really, they haven't got the revelation of this, Richard, casting down every thought and every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the promises of God. Uh-oh, there it is. You, If it's anything that's trying to exalt itself above the promises, he said don't even receive it. Cast it down. That's over in 1 Corinthians, and that's where he's talking about spiritual warfare because Satan works in our minds. He wants you to believe his lies instead of God's truth. God's truth is God's word, which equates to God's promises. We are faith people. We believe the word of God. So we got to lay hold of that. So anything that comes in our presence, facts, in our mind, in our thoughts, because that's what a battlefield that is in the mind, anything that wants to exalt itself above the promises of God, which is found in the word of God, which is the truth of God, we're supposed to not, we're supposed to, Return to sender. Right. Address See, unknown. Another, another way to say that is anything that's contradictory to the promises of God. Don't receive we it. We just don't take. Yeah, we don't take it. And we have to do that throughout our day. Oh, all the time. You better do that in your sleep. I find myself casting down thoughts in my dreams, in my sleep. Because Satan, he ain't, he's no respected person. He'll come and try to attack you anywhere in your sleep. With a night. That's what a nightmare is all about. He tried to, you know, plant thoughts. And, and because I'm filled and I've hidden the word of God in my heart, I'm constantly casting down thoughts when I'm sleeping. But Satan wants you to get you off the promises. He wants you to believe his lies. Remember, Jesus said he's the father of lies, meaning he's the inventor of lies. Right. Yeah, he wants you to believe his lies. And guess what? God wants his children to believe his truth. What decent father don't want his children to believe the truth? And we know Satan won't take as many people as he want down. Jesus said his job, Satan's job, was to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's going to do that through lying, through he's influencing really good at you. It too. Oh, he's great. He's the father of it. Jesus said he's the father of it. He invented it. And he also called him the accuser of the brethren. Oh, he's going to accuse us day and night. He'll do it in your own thoughts, but he'll bring people up to accuse you. Remember what you did, Richard, in 1963? <laughs> Yeah, Remember what you did? Probably and you're like, whoa, you who remembers that? And say like, I remember it. And he wants you to remember it. But remember, he took all. And now we got to remember the promises. All my sins have been boom, 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 nailed to the cross. Right. Yeah. See, and that's the thing is the devil wants to come. The devil is the father of lies. The devil is very good at what he does. Mm -hmm. He has been doing it for a very long time. But we don't have to worry about him because greater oh. is he who is in us than is in the world. And that all the promises of God, God will never leave me nor forsake me. So when the devil comes and he starts trying to tell me these lies, I can say, you know what? Those are all lies and none of them are good because I know that God is always with me 
He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. I just got a revelation as you were just speaking. Greater is he that's in me than he is in the world. Since the subject is promises, greater are the promises that are in me than those lies from Satan that comes from the world. Remember, he's the God of this world. Scripture said he comes to blind the minds of those who believe not. So greater is his promises that are in me. Because God and his word are one. His words are promises. So great, those are greater than what the circumstances look like. We know that with the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. The circumstances said ugly. Red Sea. <laughs> yeah, ugly, Red Sea. The promise was I'm getting y'all out of Egypt. Now we want to figure out how he's going to do that. And he's like, that ain't for you to know. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I got you. You just keep heading towards the Red Sea. It don't make sense though, Moses. God told me to lead y'all this way. Again, did they drown? God's wisdom. It says his wisdom, is, he's, his foolishness of God is wiser well, than the wisdom of man. He is able to do more than we can even ask or imagine. They couldn't imagine. They the couldn't. They, going to be that was the split. furthest thing from their mind. They could not even imagine the sea <laughs> would be split right. and they would walk on dry land. Furthest thing, it's like us. We can't even imagine. See, we want to try to figure out how God going to handle our problem. He said, that ain't for you. Just trust me. I got you. And we always want to enter because we've been programmed by this demonic world devil program system to believe facts. And God says, no, we walk by faith, not by facts. Just believe me and trust. I'm able to pay that bill. I can get you out of debt. I, I have new body parts. I I'm the author of healing. Yeah, go to the doctor, do what you need to do in the natural, but have faith in me for the healing. Have faith in me to, to, to take care of the, the provision. I gave you a vision. Well, I'm going to add some provision with it. And we have to trust God. You gave your testimony the other day. We ain't going to talk about it. About, you know, you opened up a book and there was your promise. Right. Boom. You had a vision. God said, don't worry about it, Richard. Don't try to figure it out. I'm going to, bam, give you a word on it. I'm going to give you a promise on it. That's how faith works. It don't make sense. But it makes faith. And we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't walk by what the intellect, what the five senses say. We walk by what God says. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm -hmm. I'll always cause you to triumph. Greater is he that's in you. He gave us exceeding great and precious promises all throughout this Bible. And that's why the devil don't want you to study to show yourself approved. He right, don't want you in he it. He'd rather for you stuff. to watch the news. He wants you to get this bad news, sow that into you. He know the sower sows the word too. He wants to sow all this garbage into you and keep you from this. But our master, our Lord and Savior said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. We're supposed to be feeding on God's word. Jesus said, eat, eat of me, abide in me, and I'll abide in you. That's, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. It's his word. It's his promises. That's what we need to lay hand on, hold on consistently. We, we were gone for four days. We just came back. And we're on and fire. There, there, were some, there were some things that happened at our business while we were gone. And it's like, holy cow, look at this. And we got this, that, and the other thing. And I'm starting to think, man, I really wasn't worth going. And, oh, then, guys. <laughs> and then I remembered God's promises. And it wasn't two minutes later, somebody called with an answer to what I thought was the worst of those things That's that had happened. That's how wants you to think that there's no way out. No way. And in fact, it will probably be better than what I had hoped 
was when I thought I got the bad news. Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, think, or if you imagine, here it is, according to the power that worketh in you. I've been meditating on that. You know what he said? He gave me the answer to the power that worketh in you. That's the power of faith. Right. The power of faith transforms one's lives. The power of believing, like you just said, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. God said, I already got a solution to this. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, we seem before. to forget God can see years ahead of us. Well, he knows everything. Yeah, we seem to forget that. He knew this problem was going to happen. You didn't know it, but he knew it. And guess what? He already had a solution. He already had it figured out. He knew they was going right to the Red Sea. Already had a solution. Knew how they was going to get through. He knew they that, didn't know. He knew before Adam and Eve ever sinned the first time that they were going to. Had a solution. And he had a solution. It was his son. Back in the wilderness. He knew they was going to get hungry. Y'all, that travel on foot. He knew they were going to be hungry, but I mean, they got it there. Had a provision. Had a solution. I got some manna for these guys. He knew they going to want some more meat in their diet. Oh, don't trip. Gotcha. Well, he knew that there was no Walmarts or men's warehouse in the, in the wilderness. They closed and were out for 40 years. None, the scripture said there was not one feeble one among their tribe. Nobody got sick. He knew that. And we got to realize Jesus Christ, God, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He already knows. Boy, I'm preaching myself happy. Right, well, I mean, By the time know, I leave a better here, my faith's on fire, Richard. Right, I mean, when you think of it. This is what we need to be reminded of these things, though. Right. Because they're all true. We all have heard them. We all know We got them. his word on we it. We need to be reminded of them, right. though, constantly. Because from one day to the next, things are going to happen. And you need to realize God knew it was going to happen before I was even born. And he already had a solution for it. Right. That's why he says, and we know all things work together for the, the good, good, for those who love the Lord. Well, I love the Lord, and I ain't ashamed of the gospel. I'll say it in a minute. Anywhere I go, people know Vince Haney ain't ashamed of the gospel. Because he said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And when I say that, I'm not ashamed of the promises of God. I let somebody know what I believe. Yeah, you might believe it, but I believe, I believe the Bible. Tell people, I use one book as my manual, my personal development manual, my inspirational manual. It's called the Bible. It's got, you know why? It's got exceeding great and precious promises in it. You know, this current administration can't give me these promises. Remember back then, I was the reading this. I know, and the one previous to that, I remember that they, one president of was at Roosevelt, he had the New Deal. I got a new deal for you guys. Well, people was oppressed under that deal too. But ain't, this deal was still around. This deal been done, this deal here has been around, especially for Gentiles since Calvary. Well, you know what? A to the Jew of, first. A lot of good Americans have forgotten is that the Bible was around before America was invented. Right, right, right. Well, we, we want to conform the Bible to America. <laughs> you know. And God says, no, I want to conform America uh, to the to kingdom. The, right. He wants everybody translated in the kingdom, and we seem to forget that. The Bible and God's word was here long before July 4, 1776. Right, right, right. Well, you know what? Being conformed to this world, you, you start thinking, you know, we started it. And you got people. I know people. I'm an African-American brother in Christ. And I, I know some African-Americans. They really think, uh, they'll tell you Christianity, oh, that's the white man's religion. I was like, boy, the devil really deceived you, huh? <laughs> they really think that. And you got Muslims, black Muslims, they teach people that, young black men that, in the cities and prisons, they teach them that that's the white man's religion. But here's what I found out. And I 
you know, didn't buy that because I understood that his word, it says in Thessalonians, works mightily in those who believe. Here's the thing about the one and only true God. He's going to prove himself. So he, it, that's why he said go into all nations. Yeah, we got all these religions. But he said, no, there's only one truth. A lot of fakes, but there's only one truth. And God's going to show himself mightily in one's life. He's going to prove to you who he is. He did it with children of Israel again. We know in Egypt they had lots of gods, but they had their God. <laughs> and they put faith in their God. They cried. He said, I heard, I've heard the cries of my people, and I'm about to send a deliverer. Y'all probably won't believe the one I'm sending, but trust him anyway. It's going to be Moses. I know what he did. Yeah, yeah, he killed somebody back in the day. But let's forget all about that. I'm going to use him right now. Again, now they're using intellect again. We know Moses is a fugitive. Well, Moses is 80 years old to begin with, you know? <laughs> We're going to use the 80-year-old. Number one, he's too old. Number two, he's a murderer. Right. He, he can't do the job. So God's going to send an 80-year-old fugitive to lead, what, 10 million Jews out there? Well, 2.6, they figure. You're right. Okay. Imagine that, though, just what you said. An 80-year-old fugitive. That's exactly what he was. Right. And God says, uh, come on back because I got work for you. And That's a word for somebody out there. You may be think you're over the hill, and God can still use or you. Or you might think you've done something in your past that's too bad. For and he can do. still use you. We're all an ex-something. Right. We're all an ex-something. You think you're, you were born... Born again, but you wasn't. You're at something. Right. Even if you didn't do all those Every, things, you were still no hell bound. Just not even one. Yeah. And it was only through faith that we're saved by mm -hmm. grace. Mm -hmm. And it's that's the way it is for everybody. And I know people <laughs> you do too. They go, yeah, but I never done nothing illegal. I never did this or I never did that. But you're you were guilty of sin. Everybody's guilty of sin. You were born nobody, into the earth. Uh, <laughs> there's nobody righteous, not even one. And so we got to always remember that. Another promise I like is in Second Timothy chapter one verse seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's a biggie right there. That's a big promise. That's a, That's a promise, promise you need to lay hold to. It is to. a huge promise mm -hmm. that He hasn't given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's the spirit he's given us. He right. said, that's what you got. See, so we don't need to go around in fear. And saying, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. You scared? You need scared to meditate what? on this then. Right. Meditate on the promise. A of power. <laughs> yeah. And of love and of a sound mind. Sound mind. I ain't crazy. I ain't hearing things. My mind ain't playing tricks on me because I got what we say this every Sunday. We, we grab our Bibles. We declare, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. We're going to have to do some more of this next tomorrow. We're going to keep it going. But it, right now, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And again, we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.